Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. It's frigid. It's Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it? It doesn't. It's frigid. It's cold. You know how I am. I need some spring now. I'm old. I'm achy. I need spring. Yeah, there's a time when cold becomes not cool it's just not an enjoyable experience here's what is enjoyable ohio state football we learned a lot yesterday ryan day and the new assistant coaches took the stage all of that video is accessible to you now please go ahead and check that out it's all up on the site other major news national signing day is tomorrow now that doesn't mean what it used to mean we really don't expect anyone to make a commitment to ohio state tomorrow they are in the mix for Kristen Miller, a defensive tackle out of Georgia, who is also considering Georgia. So how likely does that feel? We also learned some more about the future of certain Buckeyes yesterday. And then at the end of today's show, we are going to discuss next year's offense, which seems pretty much locked in except for one spot. And we're going to go over that. But first, National Signing Day is tomorrow, Dwayne. Ohio State has put together a fine class. It looks like it will finish fourth overall behind Texas A&M, Alabama, and Georgia. They are in the mix for Kristen Miller. Like I said, I don't think they will get him. Maybe some general thoughts on Miller and this class as we kind of put it to bed. It just seems obvious that a Georgia kid is down to Ohio State and Georgia. He's going to go to Georgia. Why the hell don't he just go on to Georgia? I think that uh, if this extends beyond tomorrow, that if I was Georgia, I'd get concerned. I think he's going to commit to Georgia. I think he's going to sign his letter of intent to Georgia. But they need to get this done. They need to bring this to an end. As far as the class in general, I mean, there's some star power, especially at two key positions. Defensive line and quarterback. How long have I said that's where you win championships? And this defensive line class, especially on top of last year's defensive line class, that's that's where you start saying, okay, you're building, you're stacking talent at the most key position. There's no more key position on defense than defensive line, defensive end, defensive tackle. Get those guys in there. And everything else can come together. And this is just a monster defensive line class. Absolute monster defensive line class, uh, Christian Miller or not. You know, you got, you got tackles, you got ends. You've got everything you need there to build around 
to build a defense around. And I think we now have the coach to do that. This guy, look at look at Oklahoma State classes with Knowles. There's no elite classes. There's no elite defensive linemen. And this guy's winning Coach of the Year awards with him. You know, you're giving him this kind of talent. I'm so excited to see Knowles, especially after I've done a lot of examination of film of his defenses. You can examine coordinators like that. You can't really do it with position coaches. It's hard. But with coordinators are getting so much say in what's going on on their side of the ball that you can look at them and say, hmm, that, yeah. And, and I just love the idea of this coach who has done so much with so little. So this defensive line class, and then you jump to the linebackers. Dan, can you remember a, a linebacker class with this across-the-board talent? I mean, come on, man. These guys, all of them are going to play – I think extensively next year. I think they're going to be in the two deep by by midseason, at least Hicks and, and Sonny Styles. You have to be excited about it, especially when in the past couple of years we've gone into the offense into the offseason thinking, well, what are, what are we going to do on defense? Well, I like what I see everything as far as personnel wise. We've still got some secondary concerns, especially at safety. And that is something that is important to Knowles defense. Very important is safety play, and ours has been lacking for years. I'm just excited about the defense this year for the first time in I don't know how long. Agreed completely on stacking the defensive line. You could make an argument these are their best two hauls statistically over time, and you get them back-to-back, I think compounds that, which makes it even better. Probably a lot of it's going to come down to how good Devin Brown is. Quinn Ewers was part of this class, sort of, once, I guess, I've read. Getting Devin Brown to fill that spot will be huge, obviously, because the baseline at Ohio State now, as you know, you're going to have a first-round quarterback. That makes recruiting trickle-down even easier. So we look forward to seeing how that works out and have equal hope for the linebackers. I would say C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles look more like the Ryan Shazier's of the world when we used to be kicking butt back there. Anyone who's watched the playoffs the last few years has seen that defensively, we just aren't as big and fast and strong as the other teams. The guys you mentioned, I think, give Ohio State a chance to get to that point. Some guys that will provide depth, maybe even a starter in there somewhere, are some super seniors. With the pandemic and the addition of eligibility to certain players, it's gotten goofy as to who's coming and who's staying, and the roster limits of 85 are going to be tweaked and pushed. But Ohio State learned, or at least they announced to us, the deal. Seven banks will not be back, but the other super seniors, Jerron Cage, Pelege Toti, and Taraja Mitchell, we were waiting on, those three will be back. Your thoughts on banks not being here and Ohio State retaining a defensive tackle and two linebackers? Well, I don't remember seeing Seven Banks since he intercepted ball in the end zone against Clemson. I mean, the guy has just disappeared. And too often over his career, Dan, we have seen him do really nice things that, you know, you're excited about what he could bring. And then he just disappears for long stretches. Or you see him do things, you're like, why did you do that? When you were a freshman, maybe when you were a sophomore, but you're still doing those same things that are just, what are you thinking? So I, I just don't see where he was really going to help us. He gets out of the depth chart. I've been excited for a long time about Ja'Kalen Johnson and uh, Jordan Hancock. You know, he was taking reps from a guy like Ryan Watts, who I thought was going to help us. And the kid decides he, he wants to go, he should play more. And I agree. 
and we lost him and we get banks and now we don't get back. So I don't see any plus. I, I actually do. I have to say it. I see opportunity for some younger guy who has a chance to have an impact. As far as the other is concerned, Mitchell, I, I, good depth. I'm happy to have Cage back. He had, he really had a solid year. You get a veteran at a position where, where uh, you know, we lost a couple of guys. That's I think that's a, a definite plus. I didn't see Gayo Teddy on the field that much, but when he was there, I noticed him. So I thought he should have played more. So I see that as nothing but a net positive. A lot of moving parts on defense. Jim Knowles is going to be the man of the hour, and we can't wait to see it. We're going to come back and talk about the offense. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. This time of year, you're seeing a lot of projected depth charts for teams. Ohio State's offense does not take a lot of time to work on. We've discussed it here Jackson Smith Najigba, and then the law firm of Harrison, Egbuka, and Fleming. Left tackle, Paris Johnson. Left guard, Matt Jones. Center, Luke Whipler. Right guard, we think Donovan Jackson. Right tackle, Dewan Jones. Quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Running back, Travion Henderson. Now, the one spot I didn't name is tight end. We really don't know who's going to be starting at tight end. We sometimes don't even know who's going to be playing tight end. That and I think the emergence of Paris Johnson at left tackle are kind of the only variables left. How do you feel about tight end? And is Paris ready for that job? Well, I still, uh, last time we, we talked about this, I brought up maybe we're going to kick Dwan Jones over to left tackle first because he is actually uh, considerably more experienced at left tackle than, than uh, Paris Johnson has. And, you know, leave Johnson where he's at or kick Jones over to the left side and for one year put Paris Johnson at right tackle. Get him. It's different, Dan. Playing tackle is different. The You're dealing with speed more out there. You're, uh, you're asking these guys to play in space. It is definitely different. Now, the guy, you, you, you look at him going back to his high school film. He was born to play left tackle. But those reps matter. The experience matters. So don't put it in ink that he is definitely going to be the left tackle. I think that it's a good sign if he is. Then you can leave Jones where he's used to over there at right tackle. You have to look at this. Left tackles have to play to their left hand. Right tackles have to play to their right hand. That doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes a lot of reps to get used to that, especially if you're a right-handed person trying to play on the left side. And 90% of the population is right-handed. Put it in pencil over there. Don't put it in ink. Paris Johnson at left tackle. Now, as far as tight end, what the hell is going on? We lose Rucker to the NFL, and we kick Stover over. To, did he play any at tight end in the Rose Bowl? He did not. I don't remember. All defense. We're at looking at tight end number three from the current roster, last year's roster. I, I, that's just mind-boggling. 
Stover did a damn good job over there, even though he he was giving up uh, size. Did an awful good job as our number two tight end. Are we going to leave it this way? Did Sam Hart emerge? We've got G. Scott over there. We've got Royer over there. Both of them just excellent pass catchers, guys that could could uh, really cause problems for the defense in a pass catching role. But when you're talking about an Ohio State tight end, in line tight end, he's going to be asked to help out on defensive ends. Are these guys going to have it in them to take Sam Hart's the only one that's really the size we're used to at tight end? Maybe he stepped up, didn't hear his name, but <laughs> losing your star tight end and moving his back up to linebacker, I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see what we do with the tight end position. Mitch Rossi, I think that's a huge get for us. We're able to bring him back. I like having a fullback on the roster. I've said this over the years. Just get a walk on. You're going to be able to find some tough-minded kid from Ohio that would give up a limb, cough up a lung, as Ferris Bueller would say, to play at Ohio State. Just give him an opportunity as a walk-on. Fullback, a guy who can lead block for you. I like him coming back. He played some good football for us this past season, and maybe that's why it's okay to send Stover over to linebacker. We'll see what's going to happen with that. I'm, I find that the most intriguing thing that we're going to look at here in spring is who is going to be our tight end. There's no doubt it's a variable, and there's no doubt you are in a really good spot if tight end is the only issue we have going into the season. And I don't think it's a talent issue. I know it's kind of shtick for Dave Biddle, but there's always on the internet and discussions of sports, the records that will never be broken. And I saw on, I can't remember where I saw this recently. It might've been just Twitter. Someone said, name a sports record that will never be broken. And you get things like Cal Ripken's streak. Dave Biddle will go on there and say receptions by a tight end at Ohio State, John Frank, I think it was 35. So it's a bit tongue in cheek. Because 35 receptions for a tight end is not something that should be a record, but it is at Ohio State. Keep in mind, Jeremy Ruckert had a day during the Elite 11 training where he was the best player on the field. And he came here and he was really good. And I do think he'll be a second or third round draft pick, but it's not a prolific position as a pass catcher. And it may never, it may never be. Now that we've entered the serious portion of the show, Dwayne, what do you think is going to happen with Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh? If Jim Harbaugh is not going to at least give this some serious thoughts sitting down with his wife, why is he taking a second interview? This would be smart. He needs to get the hell out of there, Dan. He's not going to beat Ohio State consistently. He's not going to win half his games against Ohio State. Earl Bruce kept his job here because he was beating Michigan half the time. It's got to happen. Ohio State, our Michigan head coach, has to at least break even against the other. And he's not going to. He got this year. I don't think we were prepared. He very much was. <laughs> he needs to get while this getting's good. And to go out with an Ohio State win, that would be something that he could uh, bring a lot of peace to him. They're eventually going to have to consider a buyout if he doesn't if if he sticks around. He's not going to be there another five years. There's no way. I doubt he's there another three years. That one win is only going to, all that's going to do is make him hopeful. And when it doesn't happen, when he goes on and starts another string of losing Ohio State, they're going to start talking buyout. He needs to go ahead and go. Personnel is where it falls apart for Harbaugh. He's just an odd dude. 
And when I saw his brother stand up on national television, when worldwide television, and say his brother's a weird dude, that's when I said, okay, this this is, yeah, he's a weird dude. His own brother is going to tell the world that he's a weird dude. He's not good. He's never, look at the recruits he's bringing in. He's not competing against Ohio State head-to-head for talent. And if he's not competing for talent against Ohio State head-to-head, he's not going to beat Ohio State head-to-head. Jim Harbaugh would be really smart to go ahead. It's not going to surprise me if uh, he, he goes ahead, takes his job, and gets on with his life. He's better off in the NFL. He won it at the NFL level, and he does not have the personnel issue. That belongs to the general manager. He's just got to get them together on the football field. He's better off leaving. It also really doesn't make a lot of sense that he would allow defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to go back to the Ravens. It seems like Michigan solved something on their defense to let him go that quickly. Maybe that was a preordained deal, and that doesn't mean anything, but that's a weird sign. And the idea that Harbaugh is taking an interview on National Signing Day kind of seems like uh, he might be busy. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Make sure you've got it locked in here, Bucknutters. Coverage of National Signing Day will begin at 9 a.m. on 24-7 Sports. You can follow it on YouTube. You can follow it on the site. It will go through 5 p.m. We appreciate you stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.